Welcome to the Barrel Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Pika. I'm joined here by Andrew Dobius and Brian Corgan. How are you guys doing today? You know, it's a beautiful day for fantasy football. I'm excited. Yes, it is. Excited. I, I 100% agree. Today, we're going to be talking about our top 10 quarterbacks for fantasy football. What do you guys think? It's going to be a great episode today. Yeah, I know. I'm stoked. Did a lot of research, um, a lot of consensus at the top of the list, oh, yeah. but as it goes on, a little more contentious mm-hmm, and excited yeah. to see uh, what you mm-hmm. guys think. I'm going to try not to get that mad. <laughs> see some yeah, players there's... that, <laughs> that players. I want to up on that list, but I'm willing to compromise. Yeah, willing to compromise. We got our top 10. I'm happy with it. There'll be some fighting on it. There'll yeah. be some fighting for just sure. Just a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> All right, well, I'm thinking we just jump right into it, okay? So um, for number one, we've got Pat Mahomes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so starting out, I just want to remind everybody, this is our consensus list. Um, like I said in the intro, it is really pretty easy to pick out the top performers right off the bat. Mm-hmm. It gets a little more dicey towards the end of the top ten list, uh, but number one was the easiest to predict. Was you not have to be somewhat stupid to protect anybody else. That's a promise. <laughs> yep. uh, Pat Mahomes killed it last year. Uh, he's the clear number one QB going into 2019 season. And this sums it up. Last year, he threw for over 5,000 yards and threw for 50 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a lot of pluses. His weapons are the same with Tyreek Hill not being suspended. Yep, same coaching news. staff. That's huge for quarterbacks is that consistency. He's also got Tra- Travis Kelsey, which, in my opinion, is the best tight end in the game. Oh, right. He's, he was ranked second among tight ends in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Right. So. Yeah, 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 with Gronk, with Gronk retiring, Kelsey is a mm-hmm. clear number one tight end. So mm-hmm. same supporting cast. Um, I do expect there to be some regression. Yeah. So I think he's still going to be the number one quarterback going into the season and after the season. Um, but his numbers are going to go down. There hasn't mm-hmm. been a quarterback in modern history that has performed at that high level two seasons in a row. Yeah. You know, right. for example, Peyton Manning after his record-setting season, he took a pretty huge drop off. Obviously, he's about 30 years older than most mm-hmm. right. when that happened. Yeah. So I think he could repeat, still have an amazing season. But I think people are, if people are drafting him too early, there's a good chance he'll be disappointed. Yeah. Is he going to get 5,000 yards this season? Probably not. He's going to regress a little bit. He's still going to be the number one. I mean, like you said, 50 touchdowns last season. He's only There's only three quarterbacks due to that in the history of the NFL. That's insane. Yeah, no, that's, that's hard to believe, especially in touchdowns yeah. last season. Yeah, he's not an experienced quarterback, too, so he's only going to get better. Yeah. So that's that's something to be excited for. Um, our number two consensus quarterback is yeah. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, yes. He's been a top-five quarterback in all the four seasons that he's been healthy, mm-hmm. which was last year. That was awesome. He had an amazing year last year. I'm really excited for this guy. Again, if he stays healthy, that's a big thing everyone's concerned about. Uh, he was ranked fifth in uh, quarterbacks last season in passing yards with uh, 4,593, which is really good. Uh, ranked fifth in fantasy points last season. Um, he's got some new weapons this year as well. Right, and I want to point out he finished fifth in quarterback fantasy football yes. points, not overall. Uh, and last season he threw for 39 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, this team three years ago was kind of a dumpster fire. It really was Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hilton, mm-hmm. and not much else no one else so this is a very revamped team this is another year in the new head coaches system frank reich it's only getting better this has been they've made such a huge change in their offensive philosophy and the supporting cast they have one of the best o-lines in football and that's just going to give andrew luck more time to make those big plays to ty hilton he has a great cast of you know tight ends as well and he knows how to run the system he was picked number one overall for a reason and I think this season he really has a chance to really shock people. Yeah. He's another year removed from his surgery that kept him out for a season. No, I think there's going to be huge things. And another thing people don't really notice is he's sneakily athletic in the ground game. You know, with fantasy football quarterbacks, something that really sets them apart is the rushing stats. Exactly. You know, it takes 25 yards in most leagues to get one fantasy football point for quarterbacks throwing the ball. With rushing the ball, for every 10 rushing yards, you get a point. Yep. For certain quarterbacks, it makes a huge difference. So if Andrew Luck can pile on the stats through the air and also add a couple rushing yards, I think that's a real chance for a number two overall quarterback. Before his injury in 2016, 
he ran for 341 rushing yards. Um, you know, compared to Deshaun Watson and Cam Newton, that's not a lot. But he also throws way better than those guys yeah. do. So if you throw in a couple, couple of those big rushing plays, he has a nose for the end zone, QB sneaks. I think it's pretty safe to say he can easily finish as a top five fantasy football quarterback this season. Yeah, he's pretty mobile for a quarterback that you don't think is going to be that mobile. Um, I do like his weapons this year with the addition of uh, Devin Funches. Um, they also drafted Paris Campbell in the late second round, who had the fastest 40-yard dash among wide receivers, 4.31. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he's got potential for some great weapons. Um, yeah, and reports from training camp say Paris Campbell is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> they did draft him to be a difference maker. It does typically take a couple years for wide receivers to really produce in a system. Yeah, I don't think he's going to come out right. you know, week one and, right. and you know get two touchdowns and... Right. You know, hundred plus yards, but yeah, I just think... another option for luck. That's exactly. going to be a huge difference towards him having that step yeah. forward that we're expecting. Also, Eric Ebron. I mean, he caught thirteen touchdowns last season from Andrew Luck. I don't think he's going to get as many touchdowns this year, but that's a that's a crazy connection that they had. Thirteen touchdowns to a to a tight end last year. That's pretty good. Right. No, and he's just a football genius. I don't want to be too much of a a fan with him, but just watching him in that, in this in the huddle, he just commands the field so well. He can make those big plays with T.Y. Hilton with a good O line and an actual real running game. I think he has a chance to really break out yeah. this year. It's, it's hard not to yeah. like this guy too. You know, you see the videos where he gets tackled, he gets sacked, and then he just compliments him saying "good hit, yeah. good tackle." It's hard to not cheer for this guy. Yeah, for sure. I I think uh, speaking uh, well, kind of speaking on those big plays. Moving on to our next quarterback. And our top three, oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. Old man Aaron. Old man Aaron like Rodgers. That's what I like to call him. It, it, getting on, you know, uh, 35 years old, I, I think he's really um, uh, taking control. Even though with uh, that disappointing season last year with, uh, with the Packers, I think uh, he's really going to be um, kind of that uh, a big player this year. And, yeah. yeah. What are you guys thinking? I mean, it's not it, – it wasn't as disappointing as it was last season. I mean, or not – sorry, it's not as disappointing as people thought last season. Uh, the only reason people thought it was that disappointing is because his touchdown rate kind of plummeted like a lot. But I think he can bounce back this year. Yeah, I don't want to be too much of a fan. I do want to be very clear with everybody. I'm a Packer fan, and uh, I, I love this guy. Uh, like Andrew mentioned, last season was hugely disappointing for everybody who drafted him early. And as a Packer fan, like you mentioned, Andrew, even in a disappointing season where everybody just kind of wrote him off, he still finished sixth overall for quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, something that was unique about last year, other than the difficult coaching from Mike McCarthy, yeah. Aaron Rodgers had 597 attempts last season. Wow. That was the second highest of his career. Um, his efficiency was way, yeah. way down than what it usually is. Uh, Mike McCarthy had an outdated playbook and wasn't really giving Rodgers that much freedom to make the plays he wanted to. So I'm really expecting the attempts to go down a pretty significant amount. But I think the efficiency is going to go way, way up, especially due to an emerging run game through Aaron Jones. A improved team overall and a revamped coaching staff should give Rodgers the freedom he needs to return to the expectation. Yeah, it's going to be that. That's a team that I'm going to definitely keep an eye on this year because that's going to be really exciting to see what you know a new coach can do to a veteran like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, one thing to mention last season, he had the most passing yards in his career among the most attempts. Uh, he had. Almost 4,500 uh, passing yards. Uh, another big thing about Aaron Rodgers, especially for kind of fantasy owners, uh, only threw two interceptions last year, which is huge. Two interceptions and 597 attempts. That's the only player in NFL history to throw less than four interceptions in 450-plus attempts. Yeah, and I think another thing that people really need to keep in mind is last season, other than Devontae Adams... They didn't really have anything. Mm -mm. Geronimo Allison is kind of an unknown. MVS, Marquez, Vantez, Scantling. He's a, he was a rookie. Um, they really didn't give Rodgers that much to help him out. They didn't use Aaron Jones. They were stuck with a really slow, plotting running back. Um, another year for wide receivers going to their second year as players in the NFL is going to be huge. Yeah. Gonna all take steps forward. Another year of practicing with Rodgers should really help that connection get developed. So, other than Devontae Adams, they still have Jimmy Graham, who's been a disappointment, but he's a good receiving option. Slightly disappointing, yeah. 
Geronimo Allison's going to be playing in the slot, and he I expect him to be as good as Cobb in his heyday mm-hmm. uh, through the slot. And then with his MVS, reports from camp are saying he's playing on the outside. Wow. That's a that's a pretty good lineup. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying not to get too excited about it, but I fully expect Aaron Rodgers to remind people why, in my opinion, he's the he's, most skilled quarterback of all time. Um, yeah, no, I'm... I am definitely rooting for him yeah. this year. I think he can easily finish as a top three fantasy football quarterback. Yeah, I think he's got some great receivers with him. Devontae Adams tied for second most targeted wide receiver last year. Yeah. And then just, just watching him last year play, he made Geronimo Allison and MBS. I'm not going to pronounce his full name because yep. I'm going to butcher it. Uh, but it, they made those two look like like great wide receivers. I mean, I, it's, it's really Aaron Rodgers can make anyone look good. And I do want to point out, there is some risk with Aaron. Yeah. Um, I think the two major ones that come up is injury risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, he unfortunately has created a habit of getting hurt. Um, they've kind of been freak plays. Collarbone accidents are really impossible to predict. Um, but he's re- he's injured it more than once. So there is a chance of him getting hurt. And if Rodgers is hurt, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, another real risk is not being able to work with the new head coach, LaFleur. Uh, if there's discrepancies there, this is LeFleur's first real chance at heading a franchise. So if he isn't set to rise to the challenge, or if he and Rodgers butt heads, that could lead to some issues for Rodgers. So if everything's on track, he could easily finish as a number one. Yeah. There are some risks people do need to keep in mind if they select Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback. Yeah, Ideally, if, if he's got a good connection with LeFleur and he stays away from injuries, he's going to be top three. Yeah, and overall number four for us, we have Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a player that, Andrew, you believe in a whole lot like more than I do. I really like him. I just I have trouble getting on board with him being my number one quarterback. Uh, do you want to explain a little bit why you are all over? Yeah. Yeah, I although I am a Vikings fan, I do really, really like that Houston team. I don't know why. I'm just really obsessed with it. Um I just like, I mean, a big thing is his weapons with Hopkins. I mean, number one receiver. Uh, if Fuller and Cootie can stay healthy, that's a great option there. Um, also, I, I am attracted to those rushing quarterbacks. So, I mean, he rushed over for over 500 yards last season, got five TDs. Um, the one issue that I have with him is that he was the most sacked quarterback last season with uh, 62 sacks. He got sacked 62 times. That's... That's, that's a lot. That's he was also enough. a quarterback that was the most pressured. He got hurt he last year, too. He did get hurt. That's something people don't really realize. He had a yeah. chest injury. I've, I've been slowly... Really? Yeah, he played through it. I've wow. I've slowly kind of... You know, I, I'm i not on board with him as much as I was last season. I'm not as excited for mm-hmm. him as I used to be. I still mm-hmm. like him a lot. I still am hoping for that amazing Watson, Watson mm-hmm. to Hopkins connection, which we've, we've seen, you know, glimmers of, but... I, so I, I I would say kind of um, explain more because uh, kind of for me not not knowing a, you know a whole lot uh, about that the whole kind of fantasy football advantage to having especially those r- rushing yards if he's the most sacked quarterback what are the kind of stats that outweigh that like what what makes him our top four quarterback what kind of outweighs the, those disadvantages yeah so. Andrew says he's been cooling on Watson. I've actually been warming up on him. Um, I know. The more I look at it, the more I like him. And like I said, I started out not liking him very much. I really warmed to him. Since his rookie season, he's been a star. And Mm -hmm. to Brendan's point, he is, you know, the most sacked quarterback in the NFL last year, um, which leads to injury, pressure, making poor decisions. What really sets him apart is his ground game. Uh, Like we said, the point... Yeah. differential between pass yards and throw yards or <laughs> rushing yards and throwing yards is huge yeah so last year he had 551 rushing yards mm-hmm. and five rushing touchdowns third third in the league in rushing touchdowns that is a difference yeah. maker oh yeah even if those were throwing points that'd be huge right with rushing yards those are almost double the points yeah so that's what really sets him apart and what's really cool about watson is similar to aaron Rodgers and the whole jordy nelson connection which I'm obviously a huge fan of, when Watson's pressured, in which he's getting pressured a yeah. lot, yep. he escapes the pocket. While yeah. he's out of the pocket, he it's either scrambles, 
yep. gets those yards on the ground, which is awesome. Or as a play breaks down, his receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, Kiki Cutie, Will Fuller, those are some of the most elite options in the NFL. They're streaming down the field. They're calling for the ball. You can't cover DeAndre Hopkins for no. that long of a time. I, I, right. So while Watson's scrambling around, one of those receivers are going to get open. He can make those huge make-your-jaw-drop plays. So mm-hmm. even though the most sacked, that's not ideal. Yeah. That gives right. him the ability to run around for his life and get those points by running on the mm-hmm. ground. And lets his receivers do their thing by running down the field, getting and making those huge plays. Yeah. So it's either way he's gonna get points. Like what you're saying, if he scrambles out, if he runs it, hopefully he gets some yards. You're gonna get points. Or if he throws it deep to, to Hopkins, you're gonna get points. Either way, it, it's it's a good deal. I mean, obviously if they can improve their offensive line, it's gonna be a lot better situation for them down there. But you know, I, it, he's he's a he's a very uh, scrambling quarterback. He's mm-hmm. going to be throwing the ball a lot under pressure. Yeah. But luckily, he has a great wide receiver core to throw to. Yeah, and he, he really has developed as a thrower. His rookie year, uh, I remember kind of teasing him. One of his first big games was against the Patriots. Yeah. Um, I was pretty sour on his what he'd be able to do that game. He ran all over them. Nobody really knew what to do with him. And that was before he really threw effectively. A couple seasons in, he can throw extremely well now he really has that developed connection with hopkins yep he is a dual threat quarterback Mm -hmm. um you know this sounds rude but i remember back to rg3 yeah he could rush he could throw well enough to get things done and when he was effective he was amazing he was yeah Yeah, i think deshaun watson will be much much better (laughs) um because both he has the rushing ability which rg3 had watson's Mm -hmm. quick he's smart uh, and he has that throwing ability so i as much as I'm not sure about him, and for whatever reason I'm still on the fence, he could finish number one easily if he's able to stay healthy. The last season, Kiki Cutie and Fuller were injured at various points. It was he very unfortunate. Rarely had all three together yeah. at the same time. If they're able to all stay healthy, there's no reason he can't be number one or number two he's got overall. A very high ceiling to him. Yeah. He's got a very high ceiling. If everyone can stay healthy, that's the key. Yeah. Right. All right, well, yeah, moving on from uh, from the number four, going on to number five, we've got Matt Ryan. So what, what makes Matt Ryan our number five? Yeah, it's Matt Ryan's number five for a couple of reasons. Personally, I'm pretty risk-adverse. Fantasy football is all about the balance between risk and security. Matt Ryan, I'm going to compare him to Green Mill, the restaurant. Yep. You're never really excited about it. Uh, it's really always just consistent you're never thrilled it's nobody's first option it's no one's first option it's always <laughs> like you know do we go to olive garden yeah that's ah, too busy it's always someone's like fourth or fifth option where it's like i guess we always got this to fall back to right and he's great he's so consistent it's pretty rare that he will win you a week uh, he has shown mvp caliber before pretty rare to see him mm-hmm. in that sense um but no he's extremely consistent he You'll never lose a week because of Matt Ryan. Uh, last year was a little bit of an outlier. Yeah. He had over 600 attempts last year because their defense was so horrifically bad. Yeah. So they really relied on Matt Ryan being able to overcome that deficit. Throwing the ball. Yeah. Uh, and his past catching running backs were hurt. Uh, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, they both mm-hmm. went down with various injuries, and that really kind of limits what he was able to do. So he is, those, he is that stable option. You know, he's yeah. not necessarily sexy. Uh, he's got a cool nickname, Matty Ice, uh, and I wouldn't be sad if he was my quarterback. Mm. He will finish top 10, top 8. I don't have much doubt about that. He's as safe as it gets. Um, but yeah, Andrew, I know you absolutely love Calvin Ridley. Yes, um, very high on those here, yeah. which means I really like Matt Ryan this year. I Like you said, it's a very safe option. I mean, he hasn't missed a game, regular season game, since 2010. So the chances of him getting hurt... Kind of slim. I know he's getting a little older, but I, I don't see him missing a lot of games due to injury. Uh, he had the second most fantasy points out of quarterbacks last season. Now, again, like you said, it's because of the defense. He was throwing the ball a lot. Um, some big changes to the Falcons, though, is they changed their offensive coordinator, uh, Dirk Coder. Coder? Cutter? Cutter. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher all these names. Um, I'm not good with names. But 
he's been the offensive coordinator before uh, for the Falcons. And during those years of 2012 to 2014, during those years, uh, Matt Ryan threw for almost 14,000 yards, 86 touchdowns, 45 interceptions, uh, which, in my opinion, was kind of his best years. He, he went to two Pro Bowls. More importantly, he went to that NFC Championship game in 2012. So I think those, those two already have a connection. And, you know, Coder knows what he likes about Ryan. So hopefully them, you know, together again, good things can happen. Uh, one other fun, interesting fact. Uh, three rushing touchdowns last season from Matt Ryan. <laughs> so let's expect him to get three more. God, Matty Ice is on fire. He's on fire. Yeah, I would not necessarily expect him to replicate those rushing numbers. Icy hot. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. That was pretty good. Yeah, icy I was really proud of that. I just yeah. thought of that. <laughs> yeah, no. Someone it, should get on that. That's a t-shirt. Julio Jones is spectacular. I don't need to say anything more about that. Calvin Ridley is an ascending talent. He had more uh, touchdowns last season than Julio Jones. Yeah. In the red zone, they really focus on Ridley. Mm-hmm. And with... You know, Austin Hooper, his tight end. I wouldn't say he's great, but he is a very stable option. He's there. He's there, and he's solid. Uh, Ryan has huge potential on a high-octane offense. He's as safe as they come. I wouldn't expect him to have a shot at being the number one overall fantasy football quarterback. I don't think he'll win you a week this upcoming season. But if you need somebody safe, he's your guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, he's going to stay in the top ten. He's not going to go that high up, not going to go that far down. He's a safe, solid option for quarterback. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So uh, that, that's going to conclude our top five. We'll be back with our last five after this quick break. Jumping into our number six quarterback, we've got Carson Wentz. Yeah, Carson Wentz. This is the person that I'm actually not that excited about this season. Um you know, he's, he's missed seven games in the last two seasons from his injuries. Uh, there is some good news, though. Deshaun Jackson, back in Philly. Uh, that guy's super fast. I mean, I just can't I can't wait to see Carson Wentz to Deshaun Jackson. I'm not that excited about him, though. I know you are a little bit more than I am. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just, Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I am more excited about him than I usually am. Uh, Andrew, I know you said you're not that excited about him. We still have him as our consensus six overall quarterback. Yeah. So we are expecting great things from him. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, fantasy football is all about the balance of risk and reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is extraordinary when it's all systems go. When it's not all systems go, he you know, might let, might let you down. So if you're taking a risk on quarterback, Carson Wentz is kind of that shoot-for-the-moon play that can be a difference maker. Uh he appears to be fully healthy. He's supposed to be fully recovered, and he's an upgraded cast of pass catchers. This is the best you know, supporting cast he's had since he's come into that. the league. Yeah. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, he's proved he can stay healthy. He's a really solid option. His O-line is still fantastic. Uh, you have Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends mm-hmm. in the league, if not the best. I think there's a, a good argument to be made. On there that can point. be an argument there. Um, but no, the addition of Deshaun Jackson makes a huge difference. Wherever Deshaun Jackson has gone, he's increased the production of all other players on the field. Uh, he did it with Kirk Cousins in Washington. Yeah. He did it with Jameis Winston and Ryan Fitzpatrick in uh, Tampa Bay. He has the ability to really stretch the field, which takes attention off of the other players. So with that O-line, I'm hoping Wentz makes better rushing decisions he should be able to be that player. We've seen it before. He's shown his MVP caliber skill set. He was taken number one overall for a reason. Uh, he's not afraid of slinging the ball. So with Deshaun Jackson back in the mix, that should give him a fantastic field stretcher to really give that X factor to the field. Um, I think if he's healthy, a big if, he should be able to end the season as a top five fantasy football quarterback. Yeah, I right. think he is one of the biggest upsides if he's healthy. Right, and that, that's, that's, a, that's a huge issue. Yeah. Would you predict, Would you project him to finish out the season playing all the games? I think he can this year. Even though I'm not sold on it, I think that he might be able to finally have a full season without getting injured. Uh, and if he does that, I think he can make top five. Yeah, and Doug Peterson is a genius of a coach. Yes, he, uh, he really knows how to utilize all his players. The team re-signed Deshaun, or, uh, Darren Sproles. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not expecting Sproles to be a fantasy football option, but that's just they love using him in trick packages. So they have really great pass-catching backs. They have great receiving options, a healthy O-line, a healthy Carson Wentz should be able to do a lot of damage. Uh, if he's healthy, I think he's all systems go for a, a pretty big season. Yeah, they got all the ingredients there to make him have a great season. But it's a bigot. So if you want to take that risk, go for it. I'm not, though. You're not, though? I'm all right. Uh, you know, Andrew, I know you I know you are really into wild card players. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, you've often been referred to the wild card of our three-person group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For I'm sure. the charm. <laughs> Brendan's the looks and the skills. Oh, yeah. Andrew, you're the wild card. Wild card. And by that, I mean you're really not. You're the mild card. Yeah. <laughs> I call you the wild card because I know it makes you happy. It makes me super happy. So what I'm going to do... It makes my day. I think Carson Wentz is going to be this year's Dobes wild card. Hashtag Dobes wild card. Hashtag Dobes wild card. <laughs> Get that trending on Twitter. D-O-A-B-S. Carson Wentz is, I think, the epitome of a wild card. Yeah. He will either take your team into the stratosphere, or you will just have tears of sadness on the pick you could have spent on somebody else. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. I think he is one of the biggest, he, he can be one of the biggest wild cards here. The only reason why I'm staying off of him is basically I don't want to draft him that early. That's and, the only thing I'm And that's I'm the dope experience. Yeah. Yeah. You either are so happy he's there, uh-huh. or you just want him to get off your team. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> yep. So Carson Wentz is a dope moving wild card. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on from that. So Andrew, I yeah. know you have Baker Mania. Yeah. I'm excited about him. Not as excited as you. Uh, tell me why you are all over Baker Mayfield. He's just exciting. He's fun to watch. I love the hype around him. Uh, the big thing is, I mean, he broke the record for touchdown passes by a rookie last season. Only did it in 13 and a half games. Uh, now he's got OBJ on the team. With Jarvis Landry, I mean, those two together again, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm just really excited. I, there's definitely a lot of feelings over facts going into this pick, I will say, more than other quarterbacks. But, you know, I just like, you know, I, I like him. I like his connection with the head coach, Freddie Kitchens, which has got to be one of the best names in the NFL. But, uh, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I have a lot of a lot of feelings about Baker. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a pretty conservative fantasy football player. So when I see Baker, that's a huge leap to have him second year in the NFL, you know, be our consensus mm-hmm. top seven quarterback. He has a lot working for him right now. I'm really excited to see what he can do with it. And before I go on with Baker Mayfield, I'm going to point out how much of a bandwagon fan Andrew Dobie is. Huge, huge bandwagon <laughs> so I fan. I do for want Baker. people to know it's kind of a red flag. This uh, is all emotion, yes. basically, for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> He's the heart of the group. Yeah. Uh, but no, there is a lot of reasons to like Baker. As much as I tease Andrew, I would not want to go against him. Uh, like he said, Freddie Kitchens is the head coach. The thing I like most about Freddie Kitchens is he's coaching for his job. They didn't want to make him the head coach. Mm-mm. He was an underdog. Usually the interim head coaches usually never make it to be no. the head coach. So or he, they usually end up not being a good head coach. Right, or get fired by the next yeah. head coach. So I think Freddie Kitchens knows that. He knows his success is tied with Baker's success. Um and I think Baker knows how to wow. He is exciting. Mm-hmm. And I don't like using those kinds of terms to describe players. Um, once again, I hate to bring this up. I'm a huge Packer fan. Brett Favre is my all-time favorite player. He just has that ability to scramble and, in the weirdest fashion, sling the ball 50 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre actually said two weeks ago, the two players he compared himself most to in the modern NFL is uh, Patrick Mahomes which I think is kind of a cop-out. Yeah. Uh, and Baker Mayfield. Not They're... Daniel Jones, though. That was interesting. <laughs> Shockingly. Yeah. Um, but no, Baker, I see him in that model. He's exciting. He does make a few rash decisions, um, but he can really drive the ball and change the pace of the game with the way he delivers the ball. Um, one of the things that I think is probably the biggest, one of the biggest factors in his success is the new offensive coordinator. Yes. Uh, Todd Munkin, he used to coach the Buccaneers. And he has a lot of experience with young quarterbacks. Uh, He worked with Jameis Winston back when he showed promise. 
Uh, and, you know, he knows how to highlight elite wide receivers. He has he displayed that with Mike Evans in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans is an elite wide receiver. I don't care what you say. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's amazing. Odell Beckham Jr. is so much better than Mike Evans. All due respect to Mike Evans. Todd Munkin knows how to highlight those strengths. He will get Odell Beckham in a position to succeed, and he will do everything he can to get Baker Mayfield his opportunities he needs. Yeah. Um, that offense with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they slung the ball so much. <laughs> yeah, they actually ranked uh, third and fourth um, oh in passing God. attempts in the last two years under Munkin. That's crazy. So. I don't expect that to be the case. No. The Browns' defense is incredible. They're great. And I think they are going to have a pretty balanced approach, offense to defense. And I don't think they're going to be at a huge point deficit a lot of the time. Still a whole lot of upside. Mm-hmm. A much improved defense. It will be, it'll be interesting to see how the pace of the game changes and what the identity of the Browns are moving forward. I want to recap with people. His primary receivers are Odell Beckham Jr. Amazing. Jarvis Landry. Great. Antonio Callaway. Good. <laughs> I will good say <laughs> Callaway is raw, but he is talented. He's a threat. He's got potential. His tight end, David Njoku, who I really like this year. I think he has a chance to be a great tight end. Mm-hmm. And Nick Chubb. That's I, that's one of the best cores you yeah. can hope for. Not to mention Kareem Hunt coming in the uh, eighth week. Who knows right. what's going to happen then. He'll honestly. probably be a backup. Yeah. But honestly, Nick Chubb is great pass catcher. Those wide receivers and tight end are to die for. Baker has everything working for him. I truly do expect a major step for him forward. He's yeah. more mature, another year in the offense. Once Hugh Jackson was fired, Baker took a huge step forward. After the coach kind of mm-hmm. let him go, kind of take the chains off of him, he made a huge difference. His ability to rush shouldn't be overlooked. He put up 43 rushing yards against Tampa Bay last year. Wow. So that goes to show he can scramble. It's not a huge part of his game, um, but he has that ability. He's quick. He scrambles. He can do he can it make if it happen. needed. Yeah, if exactly. Needed, he can scramble. Yep. Um, he may let us down, but his upside is sky high. Yep. And really, for better or for worse, this would be an exciting team to attach yourself to. Yeah, so. I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I believe Baker Mayfield can take this team to the playoffs, and that's almost all emotion. Uh, just because I, I love cheering for the underdog teams, so... Seeing the Browns kind of become a great team just gets me really yeah. excited to see what they can do. And when you say underdog teams, you mean popular teams, right? Well, they previously yeah. were underdog teams last couple seasons. Yeah. But I've always <laughs> been cheering for the Browns. Yeah, right. I've always been right. cheering for the Browns. I just never said anything. You know? <laughs> we'll see a new segment, who Andrew likes this week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, our number eight quarterback, you are a bigger fan of him than I am. Uh, Jared Goff yeah. of the L.A. Rams. You know, Andrew, make the case for why you have Jared Goff as high as you do. I like Goff. He's, I mean, he's still pretty young, what, 24 years old? Yep. I like that. I like that chemistry with McVay as well. Those two are just fun to watch. Uh, he was top 10 last year in passing yards and touchdowns last season among quarterbacks. Uh, seventh overall in fantasy points. And then the most obvious thing, he's got three top 25 wide, rece- wide receivers to throw to. If they're healthy. I mean, Cooper Cup, unfortunate injury last season. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it's arguably the best wide receiving core in the NFL. So, yeah, that's just my thoughts on him. Right, I agree. Um, I think he is, and this might be unfair to Jared Goff, I think he's a product of the system. I don't necessarily think he's as spectacular as people make him out to be. Uh, he is solid. Fortunately for him... He is in a fantastic system. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay really has demonstrated his coaching style. Uh, like you mentioned, he was the number seven overall quarterback last season. Um, you know, the team has an elite running game and spectacular wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Gurley is a little bit of a question mark right now. Big question mark. Um, but, you know, they drafted a r- rookie running back pretty early who should be able to probably not play at the same level as Todd Gurley, but I think he can he's, do the job. He can step up, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Goff is maturing. Another year in the McVay system will, will highlight the improvement in his game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm curious to see, typically when there's a hyper-successful coach, there's a little bit of a hangover. Uh, it takes a little bit for the other head coaches to figure out how to stop the system. Yeah. I'm curious to see if there's a McVay hangover. Typically the team that wins or that loses the Super Bowl really struggles the following season. You know, we saw that with Broncos. 
uh, Eagles had yeah. Super Bowl hangover. They made playoffs, but they definitely weren't the same team that we saw. They barely made the playoffs. I think probably the biggest example is after the uh, Carolina Panthers went to the Super Bowl and lost. Mm-hmm. They were not the same team. They lost their swagger. They still aren't. So I'm really, really curious to see if they can keep it up. Uh, a little superstitious. I think there might be a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover that they're going to have a tough time recovering from. I think the question marks around Gurley will make things difficult. I think there's a lot of drama going on in L.A. right now. Mm-hmm. So I think all those factors, I'm expecting him to disappoint to an extent. Um, I think he's still a great option. I would not be sad if he was my quarterback. But, you know, I just, there's a little bit of me that's nervous. And a lot of that is instinct. You know, he, his stats backed up his play last year. Like yep. I said, system quarterback, and the system's fantastic. He proved he has a weak winning upside with a high floor. Um, you know, he's not the quarterback for me, but I think there's a strong case. He's a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, I agree. All right, yeah, moving on to our number nine. We're bringing it back to the East Coast. Speaking of, you know, the Carolina Panthers, we're starting off Cam Newton. Yeah, I'll lead off, Brendan. I Go am, for it. I am stoked to talk about Cam Newton. Wow. Um, oh, gosh. He is such an exciting player. And I hate saying that. I hate using those emotion-based arguments. But gosh, he's oh, a, I'm all in on the he is a hoot arguments. to have. Last season was disappointing. He had a, a pretty bad shoulder injury that limited his ability to create big plays. Yeah. Uh, he is the quintessential risk-reward quarterback. We've seen it before. You know, I had him when he was the MVP. I had him when he rushed and threw and just destroyed everybody. He's, I think he's six foot seven. The guy's just big a guy. monster. He's a big guy. If you watch he's him play, it seems like there's something wrong with the cameras yeah. because he's that much bigger. <laughs> um, I do expect him to slow down the rushing attempts. It does break my heart, but I think that's the right play. Mm-hmm. Uh, his weakness in his game has always been his throwing. Yeah. Uh, he is improving in that in that regard. He's still dangerous on the ground. Yeah. Um, you know he his ADP is in the ninth round. If he's if he's healthy, if he can stay healthy. He's hugely valuable because of his ability to yeah. create points on the ground. I think that's a, a solid ADP for Cam Newton. I think he's right where he should be. Right, and you've seen you've seen what he can do if things are going well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Rivera is a great coach that does know how to highlight Cam Newton's skill set. Uh, they have an improved wide receiver core. You yeah. know, we have these last year. <laughs> a few of these options were brand new. They got rid of Funchess, yep. um, but their new wide receivers are developing. DJ Moore might step it up this year. Remember? Right, and yeah. I, I fully expect him to. High draft capital, big-bodied receiver. Cam Newton is not the most accurate, so it really helps him to have huge wide receivers with a wide catch radius. Um, I will say a negative for Cam Newton is he's losing goal line work to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Because McCaffrey's been so good at the goal line, they really haven't needed Cam Newton to be the red zone quarterback yeah. he used to be. Beforehand, they in the red zone, they used to just oh, QB rush. I mean, you said yep. he's 6'7". He's a, he's a behemoth of a man. He would just snap ball, put his hand over the line, touch yep. it. And take a lot of punishment. So yeah. I, I think it is a good thing they're, they're changing that up. That should allow him to stay healthy for a longer period of time. If he's able to snag a few of those goal line touchdowns, that will really increase his fantasy football value. Absolutely. And right now, he's going late enough where I'm willing to take that risk. If it doesn't work out, I can always grab someone else off waivers. Yep. But we've seen it. He's demonstrated his ability to do it before. I'm a fan of Cam Newton's. Yeah. The the, the issue, though, is that shoulder injury that right. he had last season. Yep. I mean, after that injury, he couldn't throw 15 yards. I mean, <laughs> it was, it was yeah. kind of sad watching. Yeah, it was. It seems like it should be fine by preseason. Um you know, we'll see what happens. But before the injury, he was averaging two hundred over two hundred and fifty yards a game and throwing at least two touchdowns per game. That that's all you need in, in a fantasy quarterback. I mean, that'll do the job. So if he's not injured, he'll be a great quarterback. Right. So I think the the biggest X factors for Cam Newton in two thousand nineteen, the rushing ability, will they draw back? Because if he's not a rushing quarterback anymore, He's not worth having on your fantasy team. Agreed. So if he continues having value on the ground, that's the point differentiator. Mm-hmm. This is a different NFL. Rushing quarterbacks are inherently much more valuable. So if he runs even a little bit, that will really make him valuable. And if his shoulder's healthy, he has got a real shot at outperforming his ADP at his yep, current spot. I agree. 
Uh, I'm really excited to talk about our 10th overall pick. Who is it going to be? I have it as Drew Brees. A lot of people in, in the industry are pretty cold on Drew Brees, and it's pretty easy to tell why. Yeah. Um, I kind of tease Matt Ryan for being the Green Mill option. You know, Drew Brees, he's that sexy name. He is Hall of Fame bound. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue Drew Brees is facing is his decreasing pass attempts. Yep. And it's good for the Saints. The Saints are in a great position. He's still a phenomenal quarterback. He's no longer the elite fantasy football quarterback people know and love. Uh, because of his drop-off in attempts, he's having to be more efficient with those attempts. Yep. Um, so something I think it's important for people to know, you know, last season Michael Thomas had the best historical season for pass rate or uh, catch rate. Yeah, he, I mean, I think he led the league in receptions with 125. Yep, Oh, and he was hyper, hyper efficient, which is super cool that he did that. However, if that regresses, if he's not that hyper efficient, that's a huge drop-off for Drew Brees. Yeah, and, I mean, and the contract negotiation, negotiation with Michael Thomas, too. I mean, he's holding Right, up. right. Yeah, so if, if, you know, that hyper-efficiency is not there... And that's really what made Drew Brees what he was last year. He did let you down occasionally. Um, similar to Matt Ryan, you know, he's his upside is somewhat capped. Yeah. Um, he has hurt people recently, and you, you have seen that change in his game. Um, the hyper-efficiency is what scares me. Yeah. It's easy to make the case for the upside. You have Michael Thomas. You have Ted Ginn Jr. Uh, you have emerging talents like Traquan Smith, who I think is the future uh, at that position in, in New Orleans, opposite Michael Thomas. Yeah. So who needs Michael Thomas anyway, right? That's I wouldn't a, quite say that's that. a lie. He's <laughs> so key to this team. But yeah, you know Drew Brees with his low number of attempts, he's had to be laser focused, and he has been. He's been spectacular. If that changes, his value goes down. Mm-hmm. I'm not expecting that huge of a drop off, but that's an easy way the pendulum can swing the other way and create issues. Yeah, he's still been a top ten quarterback. Uh, last year, I think he was eighth in fantasy points among quarterbacks. He's been a top ten quarterback in fifteen straight seasons, despite the drop off in passing attempts. Um, he's also got the addi- addition of Jared Cook this year, so that's pretty exciting. Lost Mark Ingram, um, Elvin Kamara, though. I mean, one of the best oh, receiving yeah. running backs. Uh, I mean, yeah. he can play wide receiver. In my opinion, Kamara is the best pass catching running back in the NFL. Really? Not just because of his hands, but what he does after the catch. Uh, it's beautiful to watch, and I think that is kind of a safety blanket for Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. You know, throw to Kamaro, that's a guarantee <laughs> at least 15 yeah, yards. He'll do something with the ball. Right, right. So he, he does have somewhat of a low floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, last season, he did have a couple stinkers. Um, I don't think he's going to threaten the top five quarterback finishes. I agree. I don't think you he's going to get anywhere near the top five. Yeah, I expect him to finish 10 through 12. He's solid. Mm-hmm. Solid breeze. You know what you're getting. Yeah, I think he's going to be exactly where we put him this year. I think he's going to be just barely making top 10. I think he can be number 10 quarterback. Yeah. All right, well, moving on from our top 10 list, what is a quarterback that is outside of your guys' top 10 that you think is most likely to finish in the top five oh boy. this year? All right. I will go first on this one. I'm afraid I'm going to start throwing hands, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> good that we're sitting across from each other. Yeah, next I can you tell I'm mad. You're ready to give me some angry looks. Uh, I'm going Dak Prescott. I'm going Dak Prescott. Very underlooked. I can tell by your reaction. You don't really agree with me. People can't see my face, but yeah. it's like I smelt a fart. Yeah, it is. That's, that's actually that is pretty the, similar. 100% <laughs> accurate. That was pretty accurate. That's I can vouch for that. He's not angry. Make the but case. He doesn't Make the agree. Case. Make the case. He's never finished below a top 12 quarterback, fantasy point-wise. He was ranked 10th last year in fantasy points among quarterbacks. He's got a full season with Amari Cooper this year, which I'm very, very high on. The connection between those two, I think, I'm going to say it, That's my. it's the quarterback-wide receiver duo that I'm the most excited for this season. Uh, I I just can't wait to see what will happen. This is a make-or-break season, in my opinion, for Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott because Dak's looking for a new contract. He's got to prove it. I think he already has, but not a lot of you know. There's not a lot of light shined on him. So he has a, uh, you know, in the three seasons he's played in the NFL, he's had six rushing touchdowns in every season. 
So you can predict he's going to get six rushing touchdowns next season. He's got a little bit of that mobility. So if I think if the Cowboys improve their offensive line a little bit so he's not as pressured, and I think if Amari Cooper can finally prove that he's going to be a consistent elite wide receiver, I think he could be top ten, maybe top five, dare I say it. I do yes. really, really like Dak Prescott. Um, He's actually one of my favorite players this year because of his extraordinarily low ADP. You can get him for free. Yeah, absolutely. Um, He doesn't make me nervous. I I think he's somewhat immature as a quarterback. He doesn't make the best decisions. The Cowboys scare me. I don't think they have the same type of leadership uh, and coaching that can really take him to the next level. Interesting. All right. Um, Yeah. You know, that's that's a hot take. Who's your hot take? Who's your guy? Let me let me rip on him a little bit. So speaking of hot takes. Yeah. Here this go. is somebody I am Here really high go. on. Here's what I bring to the table. Yeah. All right, hear me out. Let me make the case. Yeah. This is a dark horse player you can get for free. And the reason you can get him for free is there's some controversy surrounding <laughs> this player. <laughs> Can't All believe right. you're about to say this. Let me help out the people. The person I think is outside the top ten that can finish is a top five quarterback is Mitchell Trippins. Wow. Coming the from Chicago Bears. Fan. I'm a little disappointed. Well, let me make the case. Uh, not a whole lot of people like him this year. Uh, it's pretty hot or cold, and a lot of Bear fans aren't quite that confident in what he can do as, as well. Not even the Bears fans believe him. Yes. Let me make my case. You can usually get him for free uh, in the draft. So you can pick up other players <laughs> instead of getting quarterback. Um he has the most questions surrounding him, which is why he's he's pretty much free in drafts. He has demonstrated the ability to be a monster in fantasy football. Uh, I think everybody remember, remembers last season when he went off. Trubisky went ham. Yeah, he he's, wasn't that fun to go up against. No, and, uh, he was fun to watch. He really seemed like things were coming together. And then around week 11, things fell apart. He got hurt. And after the injury, he really was not able to be the Trubisky he was beforehand. So I think because of that, people are really sleeping on him because he he finished the season poorly. And fantasy football players, you know, Andrew included, have a pretty short attention span when it comes to fantasy football players. Wow. (laughs) Boom roasted. Um, Insult me the entire time. This shouldn't be a fantasy football podcast. This is a roast. (laughs) That's that's an idea for a different podcast we can do. That'd actually be pretty fun. Um, But here's, here's the biggest reasons I believe in Mitchell Trubisky. Uh... He's a huge separator on the ground. He has huge rushing ability. Last season, he rushed for at least 43 yards on five separate occasions. Yep. You know, that's some of those were with the injury. Uh, he really he doesn't look that athletic. He seems like a goober on the field, but he can get it done. He rushes. He has a smart feeling for the field. Uh, he has excellent receivers. Okay, excellent might be a stretch. He has extremely capable receivers. Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a solid wide receiver. Yeah. He's not going to light the world on fire. He's legit. Trey Burton is, I would argue, he's an upper echelon tight end. There was a lot of hype over him last year, yeah. but he had a year to learn the system. I expect him to get better this year. The Matt Nagy offense has been much better than anybody expected. You know, Matt Nagy has created a system where it really highlights. You know, the player's ability. And the Bears are a force to be reckoned with for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. No longer is it Jake Cutler and John Fox. So Oof, I think... That's a... That's a wow. Yeah, that's a I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. So I, I think about Jake Cutler. the rushing ability, which, you know, in today's NFL, really sets you apart as a yeah. quarterback. Especially fantasy-wise. Yeah. And another thing people need to remember is the emergence of Anthony Miller. Uh, another year of learning the Bears' offense. He's a young player, mm-hmm. but he is an athletic freak. He strung together a few good games uh, towards the end of the season. From weeks 8 to 11, he was wide receiver 13. Uh, he was never fully healthy, which contributed to that. If he continues to improve to the extent I expect him to, you know, that's just another option for Mitch Trubitsky. Trubitsky, because he runs, he's not necessarily as reliant on the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But the Bears' offense, you know, with Tariq Cohen in in the field, he's a good uh, person. Don't the new running back, David Montgomery, he is absolutely able to catch passes. The team is just set up for success. You know, they are finally in a position to win games, and in their division, 
they're going to need to put up points. Yeah. You know, the Vikings... It's a tough division. As much as I like to rag on the Vikings, they can put up points. As much as I love the Packers, they're going to throw in the Bears, even though they have an elite defense. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to need Trubisky to set the pace. Yeah. He can show he can throw the ball to a high level of success. He can rush for a high level of success as well. I think if everything goes right, if everything falls into place, he can be a top-five quarterback. And he showed it in small sample size last year that he has what it takes to be successful. And this is his third year in the league. He's going to take that step forward. Third-year quarterbacks, it's a third-year breakout. I'm expecting great things for Mitch Trubisky. And I like him because he's free, and gosh, his upside is sky-high. I think he's the guy. He's my boy this year. I think, for me, it's a big question mark on him. It is. It's a, it's you're you're risking it or picking Trubisky. Obviously, it's a good thing that he's free. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> it's less of a risk. But I think he has a big you know gap between his ceiling and his floor. Yeah, Definitely. no, I agree. I think he can be really great, and I think he can be really not great. Uh, I I'm not really convinced. I don't really like the weapons that he's throwing to. Um, he also throws a lot of interceptions as well. Twelve last year, to be exact. Yeah, he does, um, but I'd be willing to make a bet that Mitch Trubisky outperforms Dak Prescott this year. I think I'm willing to accept that bet as well. Oh, Maybe right. we can do a penalty like, uh, you know, like I'm gonna get you some hot blazing wings. Something. There you go. Loser hot blazing wings. Yeah. I was spicy thinking more like getting then. egged because that'll probably kill me. But Can I mean, you, okay. If yeah. you want to do both, I'll egg you while you eat wings because I'm gonna win. Trubisky's the man. I believe it's going to happen. It's going to be Dak. It's going to be Dak. <laughs> it's going to be I'm Dak. I'm excited to see this competition I'm willing, nonetheless. I'm willing to accept this bet. Yes. Dak uh, to the future. Yeah. That was make, there it is. There's another Dak, t-shirt. Dak to the future. We got, we got that was pretty hot. good. Thank we you. Got, Thank you. Icy yeah. hot. We got Dak to the future. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. willing to make that bet. Yeah. Either it's on. wings or getting egged or both or anything like that so nailed it yeah that yeah. was our top 10 plus yep. our dark horse candidates for yeah. who can win your league yep brendan let's take it away man yeah so that's gonna wrap up our episode thank you so much for listening to the barely athletic fantasy yes. football podcast if you enjoyed your time please be sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you prefer to listen also be sure to check out our website for some awesome fantasy football information at barelyathletic.com and we will see you next time Check out that show notes for all that information. Have a wonderful day.